everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season two, episode 17, the one where Eddie moves in. Oh. What do you think of this one, Renee? I forgot the other parts of this episode until I was watching it. Um, yeah. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. It is. Like, there's three distinct plot lines with different people, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like... I mean, they're unrelated a bit, right? But I really like it. I think it's really funny. It is funny. I feel like this is one where um, Rachel really doesn't have much of a plot line for once. Yeah, that's a good point. She, um, she kind of doesn't, does she? She takes a back seat. She takes a back seat, and she, like, is there for, like, Ross and Monica's arguing. But, like, but like she doesn't really have much to do with it, you know? Yeah, that's right. She's she's like a yeah, she's she's like a support in that. Yeah. Supporting role of mom. Supporting role. Um <laughs> well, let's jump into it. All I right. the the we Okay, so I'll talk about where we enter um for this episode and then we can see which plot line we want to go with. Okay. So we enter um open on Joey's new apartment, which a- is AKA Casa de Joey. Casa de Joey, which is horrible yes it is decorated so crazy have you ever seen the fred armison snl skit of porcelain fountains yes <laughs> that is exactly what it makes anytime matt and i see something like really ostentatious or like a f- quote-unquote fancy but really all it looks like is poor taste and a lot of money thrown at it um we're like porcelain fountains <laughs> That's so I'll find <laughs> I'll find the link to that um, and post oh it because gosh, if you haven't so seen funny. Fred Armiston do Porcelain Fountains, I will not do it justice. Um, it's an SNL skit. I think it's kind of old. Speaking of those Porcelain Fountains, do you have a best slash worst favorite statue or piece of art in Joey's apartment? Um, I hate the glass table for some reason. The, and, the cougar um, table or whatever it is? Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why. And I also really dislike the uh, multicolored glass thing he has in the background. I don't actually know what it is. Okay. So it's like that weird thing and it looks like it plugs in and lights up like a rainbow? Yes. Which I'm like, that's not only tacky. It doesn't even look quote unquote fancy. It looks like you stole it from a bar. It looks like Christmas lights or something. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, it's not only cheap, but it's also in poor taste. Yeah. I feel like my favorite ugly piece of art are, at one point, I think it's Ross is talking, and if you look over his shoulder, there's these, like, pastel-colored porcelain fish that are <laughs> just terrible. They look like Easter col- like Easter egg-colored fish, and they're so bad. Mm-hmm. I do love uh, Phoebe's comment about the water thing. And he's like, I like it, but it makes me have to pee. And she's like, I mean, I think that's the challenge. That's the challenge. Yeah, it's really good. Um, (laughs) And then he takes them into the bathroom. And they're like, nice toilet. And he's like, no, no, behind it. I forgot about that. And he's like, I've got a phone in there. So um, Ben and I just recently got back from a trip to Japan in which all of the Mm -hmm. hotels have toilets 
uh, have phones in the, like next to the toilet. They do. Oh my gosh! Wait, yeah, in do. Japan they have toilets in their bathrooms. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> They're robot toilets. No, they've got. I mean, they are. But um, yeah, they've all, like a lot of them also had phones next to the toilet, and I was just like, a lot of places in Japan do kind of feel like they peaked in the '90s, and like, was that a really '90s mm-hmm. thing? Do hotels in America still have, or have ever had phones in the toilet? So the only hotel phone in a toilet that I've really ever seen were in like nice hotels that exactly peaked in the 90s, like old school ideas of luxury, like heavy curtains, dark colors and lots of wallpaper and like gold gilded stuff. Um, They usually have uh, phones in the toilet. Like my friend, our friend Nick used to work for this company that sent him to Nashville a lot for work and... He got to stay in like this really nice hotel and he's like, why don't you guys, the last night in town he was here, he's like, why don't I stay at your house and you guys can um, spend a night at the Hermitage, Aww, which if nice. anyone in Nashville has been to the Hermitage, you know, it's like very old school lap of luxury. But yeah, there was like a TV in the bathroom. So I like took a two hour bath and watched a chick flick, which was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, there was a phone in that bathroom too. Um, So yeah. I feel like I've definitely seen phones in other places, but I feel like it's always like the old school fancy hotels. I feel like we should put a pin in the rest of the Joey Chandler plot line because that's maybe we'll come back to that one at the end. Okay. Um, because it's okay. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Let's start with the most annoying, Ross. <laughs> Ross yeah. and Monica. Yeah, just Ross. Thanks. Let's start yeah, with Ross and Monica because it's also like probably the one that. Um, has the least future importance, I guess, if that makes any sense. But so, right. basically, totally. for Ross and Monica's plotline, um, Ross and Rachel are now dating, and so Ross is over at the girls' apartment all the time, like all the time, um, using the bathroom, using the phone. Mm-hmm. He's showering, and so like in the one scene, Monica is like banging on the door and she's like he's been in there for over an hour and he's blow drying his hair in their bathroom and I think it's hilarious that Monica calls him a doofus get out you doofus and she's like I feel like I'm like 16 mm-hmm. again or whatever she says like living at home again um yeah it's and it's definitely really annoying because Ross is like being a jerk about it and it's like Yes. Me, 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 me. Or when like taunting her like like a two year old. He like comes out and he's like, oh, yours. And it's like, you don't pay rent. Like, I get that you're dating one of the other girls, but she probably barely pays rent. I know. Like, Ross, you don't actually have any like right over, you know what I mean? To like, like, sure, okay, be there, use it. Like, Mm -hmm. I get you're the boyfriend, but. You certainly shouldn't, like, if that wasn't Monica, he would never be doing that to whoever, whichever roommate that was. Right. And I feel like common courtesy in a in a one-bathroom establishment is you don't do things in the bathroom yeah. that could be done elsewhere, i.e. blow-drying your hair, I. hair could absolutely yep. be done in a bedroom. And I feel like when we all lived in the house together at the last year of college, um, our side of the house, there were four of us that shared one bathroom, which was also the, like common area living space bathroom and I feel like I almost never blow dried my hair in there because someone else needed to take a shower or use the bathroom or like anything like that um 
we just didn't have the capacity to be sitting there. I mean, it takes forever to blow dry my hair. I'm not going to take up the bathroom for an hour to blow dry my hair when I could just do it in my bedroom. So rude. I remember, well, I don't blow dry my hair, so that was never an issue. I do take long showers, but I remember just being like, look, I'm not going to, like, I know myself, and I I remember talking to you guys about it and being like, I'm not going to, like, rush through the shower every time I need to take one so just come in like come in and do whatever you need to do and we had a curtain that was like not see-through so yeah. it was fine if, if it was just girls I guess if it was like guys visiting it would be different yeah but yeah I was always like come in do whatever go to the bathroom I don't care like yeah. you know right but also like you can only shower in the bathroom true you can blow dry do your, your makeup hair anywhere, anywhere or yeah. like do your makeup like that can be done in any room in the house you don't have to take over the bathroom because you know there are certain things you can only do in the bathroom like shower and use the toilet so I feel like unless you're doing one of those two things in a one bathroom situation you need to vacate and Ross is just doing whatever he wants because I guess he feels entitled to. Yeah, it is really annoying that he's, like, feeling entitled about it and then mocking her about it. And, like, I mean, I understand why. So, like, mm-hmm. the whole joke is that Rachel is, like, their mom and they're both, like, kids arguing. And I get why she wouldn't want to get in the middle. But while he's making fun of Monica, mm-hmm. he he's like, and, like, looks back and she's like, I've never wanted you more. But, like, she could say, like, Ross – this is her house. You're being like, come on, be respectful. Like you wouldn't do that to anyone else's uh-huh. house. I know. So I do feel like she should have kind of put him in his place because yeah. he's over there because he's dating Rachel. Like that's why he's over there showering and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. So I think it's up to her. It's um, I find it. I, yeah, he's pretty annoying in this episode. So there's another scene where he's on the phone arguing about the Flintstones and what type of dinosaur Dino is. I know. I was like, what is this, another sort of dinosaur emergency that you made up, Ross? <laughs> and then he um, doesn't take a message for Monica, so she gets really upset. He's, again, rude about it. Just so rude. Well, and the fact that he's not like, oh, sorry, but he's, like, rude about it. Like, he's like, did you see me write a number down? It's like, mm-hmm. get the hell I know. Off I'm like, I feel like back in the day, it was common practice to just be like, and she has your number or can I take a number down or, you know, like that was so normal that to not have people's numbers to call yeah, them back. Had, Whereas today it's like caller ID and all that. On the phone, but, maybe they would have had caller ID because I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, I don't know if they have that or not with the whole Michelle. I don't Michelle think they had Richard it yet. Burke fiasco. But um, but I think yeah. that I think it's just the fact that he responds so rudely and like instead of being like, oh, no, I didn't. Do you not have her number? Do you want me to get off the phone? Like, so you can, like, you know, but instead of just being like, did you see me write one down? It's, like, so rude. So, anyway, he's pretty rude. So then Ross lies and is like, oh, Tony, it's my sister's boyfriend on the other line. And so she's like, hi, honey, before I forget, did I leave my diaphragm at your house? And it turns out it's actually her (laughs) mom on the other line. Um, i got to be honest. I don't actually know if I know what a diaphragm is. I know. I was going to ask if you did because I don't either. I know it's a pregnancy. It's a contraceptive aid. Um, contra- It's a contraceptive. That's as much as I know. I don't really feel like – I think they're only like – yeah, they're like only like 85% effective. So I feel like that's why people don't use them anymore. But Yeah, they seem pretty old school. And I feel like um, – do you know like when you want to wash your dishes in the sink and so you put that plastic – thing in the drain 
I feel like it's the same <laughs> concept. It's like some sort of plug that forms a suction. Uh-huh. I uh, <laughs> do, too. I'm not going to Google it, so. But if- I also don't really know. I know. I'm also confused on how it works. If somebody wants to give us, like, a medical breakdown, I would love it. We don't want to see pictures, though. It's yeah. one of those, yeah, I feel the same way. I didn't really want to Google it. I was kind of afraid. The whole, like, explain it to me like I'm five. So, like, no pictures, no graphics. Just, like. Are we yeah. on? Are we are on the right track? Like, is it essentially just like a right a suction cup? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is because I think you're supposed to put spermicide on it and then like suction it in there. If you guys could see Uh-oh. Renee's face right now, <laughs> I don't know why that's like horrifying to you. It's <laughs> I'm not very like concerned. Poison. I just think it's like because, like you said, it's, it's just... only so effective. You probably then have to like also use yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody that knows, tell us. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like people... I don't know anyone has used, ever used a diaphragm. They do so. mention it a couple times in this show, though. So I think it's like a... Yes, Judy Judy also had Judy one, and that's how they got pregnant with Ross, apparently. When she was 20. So they've been in circulation for a long time, and I think they're done now. Post-war contraceptives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Post-war contraceptives. Okay, and so to wrap this one up, so yeah, I think this plot line, um, the they're arguing over the TV, and she's like, uh, Monica's mm-hmm. like, I want to watch Entertainment Tonight, and Ross goes, Tough Noogies, we're watching Predators of the Serengeti, and then she calls him Butt, butt Munch. Like, go her. home, Ross. You have your own TV. Exactly. Like, why didn't you? Yeah, he's really annoying in this episode. I'll give it to you. Um, and I think that's when Rachel's like. And then she's like, tat, she like tat, somebody tattles, and she's like, oh, so now I'm, oh yeah, Monica's like, tell him we're watching it, and she's like, Ross is like, oh great, now you've told mommy, and she's like, so now I'm mommy in this sick little game, she's like, I'm going to take a hot bubble bath because you kids are driving me crazy, um, and she's just <laughs> extricating herself from the situation, and so then like it comes out that Monica starts screeching and gets so frustrated, and Ross is like, what? It's like when we were kids and we used to play around, and she's like. I hated you when we were kids because you were mean and you always mm-hmm. got your way. And I feel like, ugh, oldest children, am I right? Always manipulated into their way. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's how you feel about me. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Um, Which you kind of did. A little bit I did. But I was actually going to say, like, what, were, I was actually going to ask about you and your younger sister. So were you guys always close? I feel like you were. No. Really? No. But, yeah, I mean, kind of. Not really, though. We were always really into different things. But we didn't really have a lot. Our biggest issue was when she would borrow my clothes without asking. The Cardinal sin. That was my big beef with her. Yes. And that she would sneak out of the house and um, expect me to cover for her. And I was like, well, you, good luck with that. If mom and dad come in, I'm just telling them that you snuck out. <laughs> Did she say, like, I'm leaving cover for me? And you were like, nope, bye. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't, like, go tell on her, but I also wasn't going to – I wasn't going to get in trouble to cover for her. No way. They know now, though, so. How would you have even – well, it's been a while. Oh, shh, Annette's sleeping. Don't wake her up. Is that what, like – yeah, because your house wasn't, like – 
your parents would have known like if she was in the bathroom or in her room and there was like nowhere else really for her to go what what lie did they expect did she expect you to tell like annette had an emergency i don't know to go outside (laughs) (laughs) clearly we're not good at this don't ask Uh, us yeah i don't know no 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 uh, there was a raccoon, and it came in, and it, <laughs> it took, took her. her. And, and um, it's little paws. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, my sister and I, we were close when we were really yeah, little. We're know. five years apart, though. You girls are only two years, right? Or like 18 months yeah. or something. Yeah. 26 months. 26, okay. Um, yeah, my sister and I were close when we were really little. Well, like as close as you can be. Like, I thought she was... I thought we were close. Like, we'd play together and stuff. But then, yeah, we definitely, like, I mean, five years is quite the gap. Um, she was only mm-hmm. a bully a couple times that I remember. But I do feel like there was always this expectation of, like, I don't know. She would probably say that I always got my way. But I would say that, like, I was always mm-hmm. expected to just go along with it because, like, if she's got really strong opinions about something, you know. I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. the oldest children always get their way. I don't know. I also think there it's different when you have like a brother. Like I think it's even more like teasy and like tortury, you know. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. I'm glad I did not grow up with brothers. Yeah, cuz we, since we don't have brothers. So we just more like girls just more so yeah, like catty and like get under each other's skin. But boys like pick and pick and, and pick we'll, like, and pick and like and pick. physically bully you and I just ugh, I'm so glad I didn't actually get like yeah like yeah ugh, yuck I'm glad I didn't have a brother <laughs> yeah Annette and I would like smack at each other a few times I just but not too bad Jen scratched me once because we were like playing with a ball in the backyard and I was like keeping it from her and so she like came to take it and she had these long nails and she like mm-hmm. scratched on the back of my hand and then I look, looked down and there was all this glistening blood and I like ah, like lost it you know uh anyway okay um mm-hmm. okay so that's i i that's fine we and oh i should say i'm very close with my sister now we get along really really well love her yeah i'm I close with my sister important. too she doesn't steal my clothes as much <laughs> do you feel like you guys just naturally got closer as you got older or did like one of you kind of reach out to the other one i think it just naturally happened just getting older especially once she yeah. had kids and stuff there's like an extra level yeah. of bonding. I feel like for us, I don't know if it would have naturally so, happened because yeah. my sister and I um, lived so far away, but she reached out to me and I thought that was really important to like, you know, because the older one I feel like is usually the one that's like pushing the younger one away. Like, no, you're lame. Get away from me. Whatever. Like, don't hang out with my friends. And so mm-hmm. I think it's important like once you turn that corner mm-hmm. to kind of be like, no, I okay. You know what I mean? Because there's just like a pattern of like the youngest one getting pushed away. So I think it's important for the older one to to be the one that's like, hey, I don't feel that way anymore. Like, you know, otherwise it's like, who's going to set themselves up for rejection, you know? I guess. I don't know that my sister and I ever like pushed each other away though. So No, but I'm saying that's what happened. Different. Like, yeah, that's what happened for us because I was like the little one that wasn't cool oh. and was like annoying, you know? So she like was like, oh, right. Because you guys me. were such a big gap. It is yeah. different. Yeah. Or if there was an older one. Or like Annette and I always went to the same school. Yeah, but I do feel like it's not that uncommon for older siblings to be annoyed with their little ones and not want to have to, like, hang out with them and take them places. I guess Annette just never really was clingy with you. And so maybe it wasn't 
No. Yeah, she she kind of like did her own thing, so it was different. Yeah, and she was um, more mischievous than me. Like she would yeah. go out to the parking lot at school and smoke in my car. In your car. Which she has since apologized for. Yes, in my car. <laughs> she since apologized. Somebody smoked in her car and she got, she, she's like, I now understand how annoying it was for you uh. for me to smoke in your car. And I'm really sorry. <laughs> this was like two months ago. She apologized. Oh, that is so funny. For doing it when we were, I was like 16. Yeah. That is so funny. Um, but anyway. So, okay. So to close that one out. So they're arguing about Entertainment Tonight or Predators of the Serengeti. Got to be honest. Between the two, I think I'd rather watch Predators of the Serengeti. Mm. What about you? I think I'd rather watch Friends. Well, yeah, okay. But they couldn't watch themselves. Maybe they could just hang out. I don't know. I don't really want to watch either. I'd be like, I'm going to go read a no, book. If you had to choose. If I had to choose. where? Hold on. Where is the Serengeti? I think Africa. Okay. I think I'd go entertainment tonight. We can fight about it later. Okay. We're going to put a poll on our Instagram. Listeners, you tell us if you would rather watch Entertainment Tonight or Predators of the Serengeti. (laughs) Can't wait for the results, guys. Okay. I know. Get ready for that one. Hard-hitting content. It's bigger than the... the I know. We're getting real bipartisan mm-hmm. here. Just kidding. Okay. Um, so the second plot line in this one that we should cover is Phoebe getting discovered. Congratulations, Phoebe. I Yeah, so she comes into the coffee shop and she's like, oh my gosh, you guys, I've just been discovered. And then she's like, don't freak out until I tell you the whole thing, which I feel like is a weird command. But it whatever. is. And like, I mean, how are they supposed to, how is she supposed to know when they're done, you know? Yeah, and why would you get mad at your friends for being excited for you? I know. Anyway, I feel like it's like when I tell people happy birthday, but I'm a day ahead because New Zealand's a day ahead. Actually, it's tomorrow. And then they go, <laughs> they go, um, it's actually tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, well, then forget it. Not happy anything. There, is that what you wanted? Or just happy anyway. birthday and thank you. <laughs> or just say, oh, thank you. How's New Zealand? Great. Yeah, excited for tomorrow. Thanks. You're the first one. Ha, ha, ha. Like, just don't be a jerk. Anyway. Okay. Or I've just, like I do now, just stopped wishing people happy birthday. Um, Okay, so Phoebe gets discovered. So she's getting a demo of Smelly Cat, um, a music video, and if that goes well, maybe even an album. Even, yay, now we can be excited. Oh, no. Now I can be excited. It's kind of a lot. That's really stretching Smelly Cat. Well, it wouldn't be an album of Smelly Cat. It would be a Phoebe's album. Yeah, but like based on like one, it's I guess it'd be like Weird Al Yankovic's albums. I guess. Uh, folk was really in back then. You know, Paul Simon, all that. Would you consider that folk? Uh, anything story driven is folky, yeah. That's oh, kind okay. of the definition of, this, she lives of in folk music. Oh, I more okay. so know it because Matt what? loves Paul Simon. Does it, oh, does it have to be like a person with a guitar? Like, is that a key component of folk? Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe traditional folk, but it's usually just story driven. Okay, well that makes sense. So she could have been a folk artist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since all Phoebe's songs are like you know, lather, rinse, repeat, and 
turgen backwards as nergit and all that it's like real life <laughs> stories and hard-hitting stuff um yeah but i was thinking stories about a snowman and one about my mom killing herself pretty much I was thinking about how this is because I live in Nashville and I'm jaded about the music industry, but I was like, nobody gets offered a single a music video and an album these days with any money behind it because the music industry has stopped like paying for stuff like that. So this was in the glory days. What do you mean? Well, they might give you an album, but then they don't put any press behind it. So it never sees the light of day. And so getting pretty much all my, basically to sum it up, all my friends have had a record deal um and you've never heard of any of them so it almost means nothing right you know like why explain to me like what would be the point of um why would a record company sign on an artist like spend all the money to produce an album but then not market it um they might want to just see if it takes off on its own they want to like grab you while you're available and see what happens uh so they're just kind see of potential going, like, you might be the next mm-hmm. big thing Yep. And they might put a little bit behind it, but probably not too much. Um, so it's almost so like they it's, want it's you to do your own marketing. Yes. A lot of times. It's a bummer. So yeah, this was a good time <sighs> to be in the music industry in the 90s. Yeah. Um, smelly Cat, you know. Very exciting. Um, I like when they're recording and the backup singers are like, yeah, you know doing their backup singer thing and phoebe's like oh i thought they were just watching me you know like an aquarium or something like an aquarium Um, oh it's so funny maybe i can post i've only uh recorded a few things but my most uh my biggest hit guys is the best friends club podcast theme song yeah did you know that was renee featured i'm in the background trying to blend in uh (laughs) but i recorded it with my friends adam and stephanie who actually are talented musicians and then i was there too um so i will find some behind the scenes footage from our recording of that and post it when the video comes out yeah and they watch it and they're like oh my god and everybody's like oh my god it's not phoebe and she's like i sound amazing it's so funny first of all i feel like it's so funny. They made her look like I Dream of Jeannie in that video, which is. I that's ex- I was like, she looks like she's from some other planet, like Xenon. Yeah. Girl of the 21st century. It's like that pink satin. I Dream of Jeannie is actually the perfect description. Yeah, it's I Dream of Jeannie. And I was like, I know With that's. With the like, the hat that kind of looks like a cup that's upside yes, down. like Abu from um, Aladdin. It's like. Like Abu. Yeah. <laughs> Aladdin. Upside down. Yeah. Like a um, Shriner. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I know that's not the point of the video. The point is clearly that she's not singing, but I was like, she looks weird. Um, so we were watching this last night, and Ben thinks I want to hear what you think about this. Ben thinks that um, in the I think it's the part where they're so I know it's the part where they're watching the video, and mm-hmm. it's I think it's the part where Monica says or sorry where Phoebe says I sound amazing, and the camera cuts mm-hmm. to Monica's reaction. She kind of, like, looks off to the side, like, uh, Ben thinks that she accidentally broke the fourth wall and looks at the camera. Oh. I, I didn't notice Cox that. I think Courtney Cox is a professional, and I don't think she did. I think she's just kind of going, uh, and, like, looks off to the side, and it just happens to be where the camera is. Um, right. But I don't think it looks like she's – I don't actually I think it looks like she's looking at the camera. Yeah, I didn't notice, but – 
Ben can um, come on the podcast sometime and argue his points. I invited him to. We'll see if we can get him on there. Very special guest. Bull cut Ben. Um, <laughs> right. So to finish off the, the Phoebe getting discovered. So she comes back later and learns. She's like, you guys, that's not me singing. And they're all like, no, get out. What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, um, she learns that it's like somebody else because that person doesn't have the right look, but is a quote unquote great singer. I don't know, maybe in the 90s that was great singing, that grungy, like, smelly cat, smelly cat, <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> that was an actual clip, guys. That wasn't me singing. Um, it was totally just a clip from the show. If you want to make that your ringtone, Renee will record it and provide it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine every time you get a text? Uh, smelly no. cat. Every time, no, every time you get a text message. <laughs> you could have it as set in as alert. So it's like, oh, smelly cat alert. There's a new episode of Best Friends Club podcast out. Right. Or like your alarm every morning. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let us know if you want that. Um, but she's like, this poor lady doesn't have the right look. She's like one of those dogs at the pound who kind of like smells. Oh, my God. She's smelly cat. And she's like, this song has so many layers. So funny. So many layers. And then um, at the very end, I love when they're like singing all the lines and they go around and they each sing one of the verses of Smelly Cat. Uh Uh-huh. And then at the end. I feel like this season, so we're 17 episodes in and they've like really, is this, this was the season that they introduced Smelly Cat. Um. Yeah, we just heard about it for the first time, I think, with Chris Isaac. No, no, no. It was with Stephanie from The Pretenders. Oh, who knows all the chords. That's right. Yeah. And so they were doing it at the end, and she was just like, okay, there is no top. And then, yeah. (laughs) But then, you're right, though. Chris Isaac was singing it. So they had Stephanie from The Pretenders. They had Chris Isaac. Now they've got the backup singers. Like, I think that it's just think it's really funny that they're, like, making it – fancy and like making it a thing and then now they've got everyone else singing it um and I'm pretty sure this is the episode which um if you have the box set then you'll be able to confirm this but I was just watching it on tv and so they cut some stuff out but I'm pretty sure like during the ending credits or after the ending credits in this episode they have all the cast singing smelly cat again like around the um couches in central perk and they're just, like, goofing off, and Chandler is, like, harmonizing it. Like, Chandler and Joey, I think, are like, smelly cat, smelly cat. Like, just, like. Oh, I don't remember that part. Yeah. I think we can't see it because we're watching it on, like, we're, like, watching the, like, edited for TV versions. But I do remember seeing that Netflix, before. Netflix, yeah. It's, like, at the end credits. So. Yeah, and I love at the very end when Phoebe's, like, Monica, Chandler, Rachel, I'm so sorry, Ross. Those are all the lines we have. <laughs> like, yeah. just like moves on. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Ross. Goodbye. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Smelly Cat gets its big moment again. It does again. I think the great. audience must it. have really loved it. I feel like that's why they kept bringing it back. Do you think they did like focus groups? Of course. On Friends. On every show ever. How do you get to be part of a focus group? Probably live in L.A. Yeah, that's annoying, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't ask us anything. They, it should, they should ask people outside of L.A. because a lot of us are different. 
It's true. That is a great point, Ashley. I will bring that up to SAG okay. the next time I speak to them. Uh, um, I was casting a really small um, shoot a few weeks ago, and like the pay was not very good, and it was not very long. And they was like, is this a SAG gig? I was like, what do you think? Yeah. Does it look like a SAG gig? Did somebody? Do people no. ask that often? They do. People ask all sorts of dumb things, but we don't have enough time on this podcast. So please <laughs> listen to my other podcast. Why are people so stupid? <laughs> Featuring questions people ask me about the trade that they have chosen as their employment. I was gonna say line it, of work. It must be quite hard. Like, that's probably got to be, like, a difficult line of work, don't you think? No. Okay. I don't. (laughs) It's not hard. Like I said before, just, you know, respond politely and send me decent photos and you'll probably get hired because the rest of what is out there is just comical. Uh, I I want, okay, maybe we've got to save it, but, like, I want you to give tips on what not to do. Maybe we'll do that another time. Somebody asked me the other day what an invoice was. Okay, yeah, you could, they, okay, yeah, that's bad. Like, appreciate that people don't know stuff unless they learn, but Um, um, But also, this was someone older than me. Yeah, and wouldn't you Google it? If I was like, hey, send me an invoice for your time. She was like, okay, but what's an invoice? Has she never worked before? I know she has. And I don't know if she used to have an agent or something like that. But anyway. you got to Google that one. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would have felt so dumb asking that question. But that's me, I guess. Well, I have a sense like, of self. There's a time and a place, too. And mm-hmm. um, anyway. Okay. Maybe as we go through Joey's foibles, we can get Renee to add in from her <laughs> own personal anecdotes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. But speaking of Joey, um, the third plot line in this story is Chandler and Joey. So um, Joey's moved out. He's got his new apartment. We already talked about the hideous decor. Porcelain. Casa de Joey. Porcelain fountains. Um, porcelain fountains. <laughs> um, and... Yes. So everybody else came over and you can kind of at the very beginning and you can kind of see they're like, you know, Joey's sad because he's like, oh, where's Chandler? And they're like, oh, sorry, he couldn't make it to tour Casa de Joey. And so then later on, Chandler's sitting on his counter in his husky wolf slippers or husky slippers, which my friend's daughter has. Oh, do they bark? They don't bark. But they are huskies. She's obsessed with huskies. Oh, that is so, so cute. Yeah, they are really cute. Much better on a six-year-old than a 30-year-old, than but a 30-year-old man. I digress. Yeah. And so he's like, what do you guys think? Should I call him? And um, so obviously he's missing Joey as well. And he does mm-hmm. call to say like, hey, I'm sorry I didn't come over. I was busy. Um, I heard the new place is great. And Joey's like, forget about it. I'm having a great time. And then... Um, Joey's like, you know, how are you going? And he's like, it's a regular space fest. And so they're both so weird, but trying to put on a happy face. <laughs> they're both being um, so weird. But I think it's adorable that, like, they're talking on the phone while watching Baywatch together, um, which is super cute, as, like, as mm-hmm. cringy as Baywatch is. Yeah. Um, and so then on the one like side, thing. we've got – Chandler saying like we just had the best conversation we ever had and they're like I'm telling you Chandler he's really sad he's missing you he'll totally move back in 
And then on the other hand, oh, no, no, yeah, that's right. No, 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 they're telling Joey, sorry. So it's Monica and Phoebe talking to Joey and saying, Chandler really misses you. He'd, he'd totally take you back. Um, you know, he really wants to, he'd really want you back. And then Russ mm-hmm. and Rachel are telling Chandler, I'm telling you, he's moved on. He's decorated. Yeah. So they're like, he's happy. He's decorated. You need to move on. Got to move on. Ugh, miscommunications. I know. Instead of both just saying how they felt. Yeah, or instead of being like, do you know what? Just go talk to him and see. Just say like, hey, sorry about our fight. We tried it. Like, I really liked living with you more if you'd have me back. Like, just, yeah, get over yourselves. Get over your pride, basically. Um, but that does not happen. And instead, so Joey comes back over to try to talk to Chandler about moving back in. But before he can say anything, he's like, what are all those boxes? And then he's like, oh. And then new roommate Eddie walks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, they reveal that they met each other in the ethnic food section of the grocery store. Picking out a chorizo. I helped him pick out a chorizo. And um, yeah, things kind of go downhill from there. Yes. So... I think the lesson is don't bring random strangers from the supermarket to your home. Well, but I, I think Eddie's fine in this first episode. Um, yeah, well, he's, yeah. He's like, no, you're right. You're right. He's, he's like, too, yeah. He kept to himself, but yeah. He's like, oh, you want some eggs? And oh, Eddie likes the mail over there. Like, they're really normal roommate things. See you, pals. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess he, like, uh, cooks eggs and he's... He he does he is a little bit kept to himself, yeah. right? Yeah, a because bit, but. in next episode we'll find out Phoebe kind of yeah. coaxes him, coaxes, ugh, coaxes him out. I can't say words, <laughs> but Eddie doesn't like Baywatch. But all otherwise, that's like been their only conflict, and I wouldn't really call it a conflict, just difference in interests. Yeah, that's right. That's it. And I guess he says um, he does say like, "Do you want to play some foosball?" Chandler does, and mm-hmm. Eddie's like, "No, thanks. I'm not into sports." Which is yeah, I'm just gonna go read in my room. Yeah, but Joey freaks out. Yeah, at the eggs. When, yeah, at the eggs thing. He's like, "Oh, you like, like his eggs or my eggs?" And it's exactly how Chandler was overreacting in the last episode. It's like a, Mr. Mr. Johnny New Eggs with his see ya pals. Yeah, and he's and he's moving the mail. Yeah, he does. He he has an overreaction. Yeah. Does it bug you or something? Um, no, I just thought it was interesting that like Chandler overreacts and Joey moves out, and then Joey decides he wants to move back in, and he overreacts because Chandler got a new roommate. Like both of them are just doing normal things rather than talking. They're overreacting. That's a good point. Um, but I couldn't figure out where I knew Eddie from, and so I looked him up, and I think I recognize him from Entourage, which I cannot recommend that show because it's very raunchy <laughs> but I did used to watch it and it is really funny um, and he was in it for a little while and so then I was like looking through his IMDB a little bit more and he was on the friend spinoff Joey oh. as a guy named Jimmy and he was in like several episodes oh. and I'm like that's really funny that they made it if he was just like an extra or something I would kind of see how they would reuse him but he like his name is in the title of this movie of this show yeah of this episode, I mean. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Friends with Eddie. <laughs> yeah. His Friends featuring, featuring Eddie. Feet Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It is kind of like, yeah, like they, they had an interaction. They had a, 
he was like a named person. You know, it'd be like having Gunther in and being like, oh, his name's John. Yeah, that would be a bit weird. I, don't know. I was sorry. I was just trying but. to think because remember you recommended Gabrielle Union's book? Yes. I read it. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Um, I read it. And I know that I think she said, didn't she say she played two different extras on Friends? No. Just one. Because she was just the girl that moves in and then they both try to date uh-huh. her. Yeah. It must have been a different show that she was saying she came in as an extra two different times. Oh, okay. As two different people. I'm pretty sure because I feel like that's a little bit weird when they do that. Or maybe I'm just thinking about yeah. the fact that there's other characters like um, Frank Jr. Jr. is in there as an extra couple times. We've already said Estelle is in there as, an, as two different extras. But I also think like being an, a nameless extra who just has some screen time Versus and being a, like named yeah. as a like a not special guest. I guess but you that's know what I mean. it. Like Frank Jr. Jr. and Estelle were both nameless extras. Like they had a line, uh-huh. but they didn't actually yes. have a name or a plot, like a you know a right. character plot. Until then, the second time round, I guess they liked them, brought them back, and actually gave them yeah. like a role. Yeah, I guess that's it. I could have sworn she said she had two like named roles, but that doesn't. I don't ever remember seeing her it, again. Not on in Friends. Friends. Yeah, so it no, must have been something different. I would remember that. Same. Might have been on something else. Yeah. Did you like her book? Yeah, it was funny. She's. Um, yeah, I, I liked mean, it. Did you listen to it on audio or did you read it? I read it. Does she? Okay. Does she read it on audio? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like reading memoirs where the person is actually reading it. Yeah, in their own. Sorry, I like listening to them on audio. Yeah, when the author is actually reading it, it's enjoyable. Yeah, she's got a. She's really open. Um, Mm -hmm. I know. And I didn't realize she had done so much. I know. But she totally makes that point and says that it's like Mm -hmm. because a lot of movies that she's been in and stuff get relegated to like oh that's like a black drama or a black movie Mm -hmm. or whatever and she's like they're actually really good standalone movies but they're not seen as that whatever yeah it's a good book everybody should go read it yeah it's Um, called we're gonna need more wine or i think we're going to need more wine or something like that yeah just look up gabby union gabrielle union um so back to friends um back to friends that's it's kind of it so oh yeah that's true i did notice that um i felt a little bit sad joey took both of the leather chairs so kind of Mm-hmm. teased those in front of Chandler's face didn't which he? I was also thinking yeah he just bought all that stuff like two episodes ago yeah the TV the and chairs. then took it away do you know what I noticed um mm. when you're looking at the wind at the door there's no etch-a-sketch did Joey take that or was it <gasps> is it not there yet I don't think it's there yet I don't think it's I there think yet either it. and I think um I should have done my research before sorry but I was thinking I wonder what season the Etch-A-Sketch showed up because I know that was like a bit of a thing where the um, crew would would like write stuff up on the Etch-A-Sketch and change it every episode and for it to like somehow kind of relate to that episode's topic or to something like a funny inside joke that they had going on. Yeah. I have no info on that. I heard you just trying to research. Did you not find anything? I was trying to research. I found nothing. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll look a little further into it and we can share yeah, the we'll gossip we know. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is that is pretty much it. Um, at the very end, Chandler's like looking out the window in the rain and then Joey's looking through his water feature. <laughs> his rain machine. His rain machine. So his anti-pee device. Um, you mean the one that makes him have to pee? Yes. It's pro-pee. His pee encouragement device. <laughs> 
pee assist. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much it. So we meet Eddie. Joey, you know, is still in his own place and not moved back in. And um, Ross and Rachel are dating. And Phoebe has a music video. Phoebe has a music video on the world. That's about it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's episode 17, the one where Eddie moves in. And I really love next week's episode. Yes, next week is season two, episode 18, the one where Dr. Ramore dies. It's so funny. Ruh-ro. Oops. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. we will see you guys next time. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye. Bye.